This is an ABC podcast. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Roots and Shoots this Saturday morning. Hello to our regional listeners joining me for the first time. And hello in the flesh. I know we're not meant to make a fuss because everyone hasn't noticed over the last couple of weeks. But it's so lovely to have you back next to me, Sabrina Hunt. Oh, my heavens above, the gang is back in town. We are. It makes a difference, doesn't it, to everyone's energy levels when the three best presenters in nationally in ABC <laughs> are all together in yeah. one room. Yep. Yep, oh, that's how we so roll. So good, row. Best so good. as voted by us. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, it's that's an nice. important vote. It is. <laughs> it is. You had a lovely time away. It was wonderful having a brand new little grandbaby. Yeah. Remind She's me again what your Evie. title is. Uh, oh, uh, Lita. Lita, that's yeah. right. Um, so Lita to little Evie. Yeah, she's a little cutie. She's, yeah. And, of course, I did what all mothers do, clean, cook, um, fold washing, change nappies, do all that, have the house all nice and clean. Oh. And Lucy was going, I don't know what I'm going to do when you leave. Yeah. I said the least, the last thing you ever look at is housework. Yeah. And I said, remember what the house looked like when you kids lived at home? <laughs> See, doesn't matter, you don't have to do it. Is there any chance of Evie and Mum coming back to Perth? Oh, yes, they're coming back in November. Oh. Yeah, for three weeks. Lovely. And then I'm going to go over there in December <laughs> for Christmas. So oh, beautiful. We'll to and fro, we'll to and yeah, fro. Yeah, yeah, you won't yeah. go too long without. No, little cuddles. Little cuddles. Oh. Second Second grand, grandchild, yep. yes. Yes, so I've I've honed my skills on the first one. Um, and Izzy is nine now. She's a big girl. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, you've had a so little while between I, drinks. Didn't, didn't uh, no, never very long. Sorry, you, wrong analogy to use for you, wasn't it? As soon as it came out of my mouth. Yeah, mm. what are you thinking, Rose? <laughs> 20 minutes or so. <laughs> but anyway, it's lovely to be back home and uh, it was fantastic to arrive on Monday night with the storm. Oh, well, first question. Did your flight depart at the time that it was said to? Well, it was an hour late, but okay. clearly they knew that things were getting a bit worse. wild out here in um, the west. And then we didn't we didn't land on the first run. Oh no, I had one of those experiences. <laughs> were you coming from Brisbane? Uh, I was coming from Sydney. Sydney, Sydney. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you didn't land on the first go. No, no. But we, we, so we were up in the air for a little bit. I think they figured that no, it's not going to get any better. <laughs> That the work we didn't we didn't come right down because okay. that's that's the scary bit. I've yep. been on a big plane coming yep. from overseas where it actually comes down Had to the runway and then yep. goes straight back up again and you go, Oh, that's exciting. I had a January it was a January flight, it was a summer storm yep. from Brisbane and it had been you know, that flight is so long to yeah, begin yeah, with. Yeah. And same thing, hideous weather going on downstairs. We had three goes at it. And and all I could think by the time we were having that third go was how much fuel could we possibly have left? <laughs> could come from Brisbane already. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe they should just send us to Kalgoorlie now oh. because I don't know how much longer we can do this for. And um, as all three of them were really close goes oh. at landing. Oh, right. And all I could see out the windows was um, were fire trucks. 
Oh. And um, it, it was oh. so awful. And I'm the worst flyer in the world. So oh. I had a pillow smushed over my face. <laughs> I'd already been talking to the hostess all flight about how much I hate flying. And she came to me as soon as we landed safely. And she said the whole time I was peering around trying to see if you were okay. Oh. I said I wouldn't have seen you because I had my face smushed <laughs> in a pillow. Um, and I did actually tweet about it with a few profanities. And then, of course, that got picked up by the paper. Oh, and my tweet yes, ended up in places yours. it shouldn't have. But oh. um, it was, yeah, it was awful. It's a bit hairy, awful. isn't it? But I feel sorry for the people that were coming in after me. They mm. had to be, they were rerouted to Geraldton. Oh, and that then, was that day. And there was no. And did the overnighter. Yeah, there was no, no accommodation. It's been a so pretty awful time. So they had the time. pure joy of staying in the five-star <laughs> Geraldton Airport. I don't think they've even got a little push Hey, you know what? They should be grateful they weren't in the old Geraldton Airport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the tin shed. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, anyway, ten past nine. We've reacquainted ourselves with everyone. We, we hope that you were part yes. of that. Um, we won't ask for your travel stories because the ABC Perth listeners, we just did that between 8.30 and yes. 9. But if you've got your gardening questions, get on the phone. We have got phone lines open, 1300-222-720. Get your texts through. We'll rip into those, 0437-922-720. And Eb has been filing through the emails that have come through to Perth Weekends, with an S on the end, at your.abc.net.au. And um, we will get to some of those as well very shortly. But as we always do, we'll kick things off. The old-fashioned way with a phone call. And um, we'll go to John in Huntingdale first. Good morning, John. Good morning, girls. Morning, John. Good morning. Good to hear you back. Ah, thank you. It's wonderful to be back. I spoke to you probably back in early June sometime concerning chilli thrip. Yes. Um, And I've given them a dose of some chemicals and they've come up good and I trimmed them right back, well, as much as I could to get rid of the chilli thrip. Yeah. They've come up fantastic. Yeah. In fact... Um, I'm not sure if I need to really trim them back again because normally you, you, know, you prune your uh, roses back around July, August. Yeah. I'm not sure if I need to. And it's got a little bit more chilli thrip in some of them. Right. Well, it looks like it is. Yeah. But the rest of them look fantastic. So I'm not quite sure whether I need to trim it right or prune them right back again like you would normal pre-spring summertime. No. John, if they're looking good, I would actually leave them. Okay, otherwise, yeah. well, I'll just do normal pruning. I yeah, suppose. just normal um, pruning, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yep. and just the more treatment for the chilli trip, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, if you can keep on top of it now, you know, if you, it's, it's like everything, you know, if you do all the preventative measures early on, then it's not going to be so bad. Thank you, John. Let's head to Carl. Carl's in Byford. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Morning, Carl. Um. Yeah, my partner and I, we've got um, a turmeric um, plant in a pot, and yes. now it's not a plant. It's just something that's underground, we hope, and uh, <laughs> yep. it's them. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and uh, so we wanted to know what to do with that. Um, do we take it out and harvest a bit off and put the rest back, or what, how, what do we do? How long have you had it for, Carl? Um, how- just <clears throat> um, less than half a year. Okay, no, I would not be taking anything off the rhizome at this point in time. The the You've got to wait until you get all the new growth coming from it so that the corm can grow. Uh, yeah, so, yes. so I would leave it in the pot 
for another full year and then you can divide the, the rhizome up in the, in the warm weather, so in summer. Um, and you could, sorry? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's um, brilliant. Uh, having that information about the oh, extra good. year. That's, yeah, mm. definitely. Because the corm has to, you know, you need to produce leaves so that the corm grows underneath the soil. Um, I love turmeric. I've got it in my garden because oh. I love all those spices. You've got everything in your garden. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> What's what? What do you wish you had that you don't have? Well, do you know what I saw the other day in a nursery? Is vanilla. Orchid vines, right? You know, for the vanilla bean. Oh, so they're growing them in the well, they're selling them in the indoor plant section, right? And I was thinking, oh, I'd love to be able to grow vanilla, but good luck in Perth, Put it in your vodka. my friends. Well, the thing is, it's very tropical, mm. and you have to hand pollinate the flowers at just. The right time. Sounds like you are just the woman for the job. Yeah, but I need a, I'd need a glass hothouse. Ah, uh, okay. And because you have to make it really tropical. But, you know, it's one of those things where you think, whoa, I'm <laughs> going to have a crack at that. Yeah, I can see your eyes sparkling. Oh. You're up to the challenge. Yeah, so I bought two. <laughs> glass got, houses? Or? Got, oh, no, 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 I haven't got the glass house yet, but I might make my own. Okay. It's pretty easy to do. You just need some old windows. Okay. A carpenter. You just make sure you only grow legal things in there, please. Oh, absolutely. Abs- never, never would I go down that pathway road. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> just making sure. Uh, let's head to Sue, who's in Laugh Lane. Good morning, Sue. Oh, good morning. Hi, look, I've got about, a, I don't know, probably eight, ten-year-old olive tree. Some of the olives are still on there because I can't keep up with harvesting and doing oh. all the work. Well, that's good. Um, but... But all of a sudden, um, you know, probably about a third of it, along whole branches, all the leaves have turned brown and turning up. What am, what's happening and what do I do? Um, okay, <laughs> so... She desperate. She does, doesn't she? She wants those olives. Um, now, a couple of things. There is a thing called the olive lace bug and it just sucks the sap out of all the leaves and you get this mottling and speckling on the leaf. Um, and then the other thing that they're not olives aren't susceptible to many fungal diseases or anything like that. So I reckon it's a, I reckon it's a sucker, a sap <laughs> sucker. Um, so you can spray if you think it's fungal, then you can spray with a mancozeb style spray. If it's a sapper-sucker, so get a little magnifying glass. Best thing for yeah. any gardener to have. So you can look at the back and see little critters crawling around in there going <laughs> on the leaf. <laughs> um, then you can use something like a pyrethrum or an oil-based spray, but it has to be on the backs of the leaves. Okay. There you go, Sue. Thank you. Thanks for giving us a call this morning. Um, I like this from Reg in Darlington because this is um, how all – Good stories start with me too. Uh, I purchased something a few years ago at vast expense as part of a doomed health kick, Reg says. 
<laughs> it was, in fact, concentrated plum nectar. Oh. And he wants to know if you can use it in the garden. Um, it's now well and truly out of date. There's no preservatives. Um, can he use it? If so, how and when? Mostly a mix of tree, shrubs, pots, natives and others in his garden. Okay. Uh, yeah, Reg, no worries. Look, that uh, plum, concentrated plum nectar <laughs> would actually, the plants would love it because it's basically got a lot of sugar in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there would be, you know, a little bit of value in what's left of the plum nectar. Uh, so what I would do is mix it in a laundry bucket in warm water and then just slop it all over your veggie garden. The veggies would love it. Okay. Uh, good morning, Sab. Does the big red lily pilly have invasive roots? I've got one on the boundary next to a fence above a sewerage easement. Would I be better off potting it? Uh, definitely. I would never have a lily pilly near a uh, an easement. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, just quickly to the emails before we head back to the phones. Perth weekends at your.abc.net.au. Good morning, Sabrina and Rowanna. Hope you're both well. I have a big red geranium and they've been eaten by something or have some other type of disease. Can you tell me what I need to do? No, to that's fix? definitely not a disease. That's a, That's been eaten. Mauled <laughs> to death. Now there's there's, there's two caterpillars that are really making an impact in gardens at the moment. Um, and th- with the, the, the geranium has another, it's like a diamondback tiny little moth and they lay the larvae inside the leaf of the geranium. But this is just a bigger caterpillar. So it'll be a green looper caterpillar. So you need to get a bacteria spray. So um, it's it's Bacillus thuringiensis, which you won't remember. <laughs> but it's, um, I'll give you a hint, uh, it makes the caterpillars die. Okay. Um, and you spray all your geranium and you will have to do it twice. You'll probably have to do it at three weekly intervals all underneath the leaf of what's left of the geranium. The caterpillars, there's there's the hairy marys that or the woolly bears, um, but there's a new caterpillar that looks very much like the woolly bear, but it's not the woolly bear. And then there's another hairy caterpillar that's been around <laughs> for five years and they are just, they're laying siege on all the veggie gardens at right. the moment. So if it's a caterpillar, um, get the get the bacteria spray. It, it works a treat. All right. Good luck, Tracy and Fremantle with that one. 19 past nine. We'll head back to the phones next. Gardening with Rowanna and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Let's pick things up with Lorraine who's called in and Lorraine's in Ascot. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, ladies? Yeah, good, Lorraine. That's good. Um, so I have left the pruning of the roses just a tad late. No, no, it's not too late, no, Lorraine. No. No. no, Well, I'm a bit concerned with all this rain that we've had and that we're uh, predicted to have that if I prune them, say, today, yes. I mean, I will spray them with lime, sulphur, etc. Yeah. But I'm a bit concerned that if they don't, um, if the cuts don't heal before the big rains come, yep. is it likely to cause rot no. into the stem? No. 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 Oh, okay. Always make sure that your cuts are at an angle and there's none that's, yeah. you know, got a flat top on it that holds the water. But you don't need to worry about that, Lorraine. Oh, that's lovely. 
And I'm just wondering, I read in your column that you, oh no, in your newsletter that you were saying that um, uh, the bulbs should be fertilised. Yeah. So mine are only just, um, I was probably a bit late to plant them, so they're only just popping through the soil now. Yeah. Is it too early to fertilise them? No, definitely not. Once you've got green growth, you can put fertiliser on. As soon as you see that bulb going fit and it's little <laughs> green bits coming up to say, hello. <laughs> That's when you know. Yeah. Okay. Mine do that. They go, hello. Let's head down to yelling up. Good morning, Peter. Hello, Hello Peter. Oh. Hi, ladies. How are you going? Yeah, good. 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 I have a silver princess that's had a slightly um, difficult life. It's probably about 15 years old. A mm. um, couple of years ago, it got hit by a truck. Um, oh. and that's never, yeah. never good when you're a tree. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's not. And then last, last year in the storms, uh, it sort of got snapped off by the big winds. Anyway... So the trunk is now um, a bit of a sort of a sad edifice standing about a metre tall, but it's got all of these sprouts that have come out of it, you know, the big bowl thing at the bottom? Yep. It's got all these sprouts coming out, and they were really, really healthy, and it was all green and bushy and lovely. But then about halfway up then, they're starting to sort of, all the leaves are going brown, Mm. and they're sort of dying off. And the, the top of them are beautiful and green and growing and happy, but the bottoms of those stalky bits aren't. So. Aren't. Okay. So what you've got there is you've got, because Silver Princess is um, one of the Mallies and the base is a lignotuber, and so that's where new growth comes from when a ripping big bushfire goes through and destroys the entire tree. Now, I don't know why they're going brown at the base, though. That's a bit of a worry. It means that the tree, that the root system's under stress, and it's certainly not from lack of rainfall at this point in time. It can be strong wind or it can be fungal. So I would spray the entire, what you've got left of your silver princess, I would spray it with an anti-rot spray and see if that helps. Thanks, Peter. Uh, Gav, who is harvesting his wasabi at the moment, wanted to tell wow. you that he's got a couple of vanilla orchids growing well in Walpole. He said they come inside for winter, otherwise they're under the shade cloth. Amazing. I wonder if they've ever flowered. Hmm. Let us know, Gav. If anyone out there has grown vanilla, bean, vine, um, let me know. I know they're really tricky to get them to get the bean to get the flowers, okay. and it's quite uh, it's a tricky thing with the the pollen. It's very difficult to transfer the pollen. Um, so, but please ring in and let us know if you've had success with them flowering and producing a bean. Sab, Dave Mack would like to know: um, Is it good or bad that his small mango trees in Mandra are flowering already? No, they're all flowering all over the place. Okay. So it's not good or bad; it's just weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're just because we've had so many warm days in winter. Mm. Uh, I know we've had a few cold nights, but <laughs> they seem a distant memory right about now. <laughs> I know, I know. So, um, so they've gone. Oh, warm, lovely, sunny days, and then we had rain. Must be spring. Let's produce flowers. So we still don't know. Now we've had that wind that came through, Rose. <laughs> 
any tree that had flowers, the pollen no would have been blown <laughs> from here to Geraldton. Um, so I doubt very much if you are going to get a good crop of fruit for stuff that had flowers on it during that storm. Yeah. Uh, staying so. on mangoes, Janet and Hillary's. Um, how do you get rid of anthracnose in the soil and will my three-year-old mango tree be able to survive it? You, no. You, it's very difficult to get rid of anthracnose. You can inject your tree and you can spray it for anthracnose. Um, you can get uh, the, the soil microbes and put in the ground because that has different bacteria and fungi that will attack the anthracnose. That's your best bet. Protect your tree, spray it and inject it. All right, one more text before we head back to the phones. Um, when is a good time to cut back and fertilise kangaroo paws? Also, what is the best way to – let's go with the kangaroo paws first, okay, actually. Okay, so uh, the best time to really prune back hard is in autumn. Um, so they're all starting to come into flower now, so do not prune them now. You can prune them after their first flush so that you get another flush. So what are we in now, August – September, October, November. You can prune them again in November, but autumn is the best time to take them down to 10 centimetres high and dig them up, separate them, replant them. And how should we be disposing of our rose cuttings that have ah, chilli thrip? Good question. If you have a campfire, I would burn them. Right. If you don't, then they need to be double bagged. So you put them in two lots of black plastic bags. You leave them out in the sun. Not that we have any. If you had sun, (laughs) that's what you'd do. You'd leave them out. Or more likely to have a campfire. Campfire. (laughs) Uh, Very good. 26 past nine. Sab's pick of the week just a couple of minutes away. Let's get through some calls. Diane in Bayswater. Hello. Oh, hello, ladies. Um, Sabrina, I've got um, um, uh, that clover in. I've got a lot of pots some big, some small, some large, mm-hmm. and they're sort of chock-a-block full of, um, you know, the clover with a little pink flower that comes out yeah, later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that going to hurt the um, actual plant or no. should I just leave them? No, I just leave it. Why do oh, good, work when good. you don't have to? <laughs> um, the great thing about clover is, of course, they're a nitrogen fixer. So, no, and their flower's actually quite pretty. Okay. Hmm. There you go, Diane. Uh, let's go to Lynn in Les Murdy. She might be able to teach you a thing or two, Sabrina. Excellent. Good morning, Lynn. Hi, how are you going, ladies? Good, Good morning, Lynn. Now, I believe that you have the vanilla bean orchid. Yeah, yeah. I've had a vanilla vine for about well, 10 years now. Oh. And um, last year I had a very good crop of yeah. 34 beans. <gasps> I had about 66 flowers on it, but wow. only 34 beans. Yeah. They take about nine months to ripen, but and I've got them in the freezer because I haven't started um, curing them yet. <laughs> so. How exciting. So where have you got them growing, Lynn? Uh, I've got them on my veranda in a little plastic greenhouse. Oh. And it's fairly protected from the weather. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, it's just a, just a plaque greenhouse, yeah. And does it get morning sun? Uh, no. No, so it's completely sheltered. It's quite sheltered, yeah. yeah. It gets good light. Yeah. Um, you've got to think of the jungle floor type deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I well, saw them growing it, in India in mm. um, the spice, all the spice forests mm. there. Um, and I saw a, a, 
uh, a local. He would have been about at least 250 years old. Shimmy, <laughs> shimmy up, shimmy up a palm tree that was 30 metres high, like to shimmy it up at, <laughs> collecting the vanilla beans off the vine that grew right up the top of the palm tree. Yeah, that's what they do. They head for the sun. Yeah. yeah. But um, I've got it just looping over a... Um, uh, a stick. Okay. Uh, yep. Sideways so that it goes up, down, up, down, up, down, up, up down. down. Well, <laughs> um, Lynn, you've been an inspiration to me, so I, I bought two, and I'm going to give it a crack. Oh, they're, they're, they're quite available now. Yeah, um, they are. Yeah. The thing uh, that's also uh, good to know is to keep them fairly dry in the winter. In the winter. Okay. Yeah, and I don't have that tropical at all in the summer right just keep it fairly uh, fairly moist and yep. uh, and and trimming it in april okay there you but go the first few years yeah you just have to just let it grow yep yep <laughs> good on you lynn. Oh, lynn you're a champion thank Look you so much how she clearly exciting. knows what she's doing too yeah this is the thing you see. You've got gardeners share all their it's secrets. A little community, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it certainly is. <laughs> secrets until they call roots and shoots. I know. And Eb's got a little secret. She's just bought a fancy new coffee machine. Oh, I did hear about this. Oh. She went a little bit of appliance shopping crazy last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it can't be all blamed on Eb. No. I think Pete went crazy oh, with the okay. coffee okay. machine shopping. But um, she does have a real-life problem. Yeah, well, cause she's got all these leaf- leftover coffee grounds now and doesn't know what to do with them. Ebs, don't put them on your pot plants. <laughs> they have to be composted because they turn the soil. <laughs> she's lost <laughs> interest. No need to finish. Have you got a worm farm, Ebs? Have you got a worm farm? No. Oh, dear. I think this is a lost cause. I think what you have to do, Ebs, is you collect the coffee grounds, you bring them into the studio, I'll put them in my big compost heap, then I'll bring you back a bag of compost. That's... That's recycling, mm. Yeah, it? it is, it is. Mm. Also, effort. Um, <laughs> bin? <laughs> You're a girl after my own heart, yes, yeah. Ed, We should be in neighbouring apartments in Concretia with I, I a couple of plastic plants. I don't drink coffee, so my compost Neither. never gets coffee, so I love your coffee oh. bean. All oh. right, all right. Now you've pulled, tugged at the heartstrings yeah, and she's absolutely. all on board. <laughs> Oh, it's half past nine, so you know what? While we're chatting, let's do it. It is that time again. It is. Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick of the week. I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. What do you got, Sabrina? How are you introing this little ditty? Well, you know, I had a conversation with some folk the other day and they said, you play all genre of music, but you've never played country and western. Oh, where's Rose Pick of the Week? I know. I'll well, take that I up. Said, I, I don't know much about country and western music. Like I know the Pigram Brothers and... So Case- there's only two types of music. Oh, is there? Country, Country and, and Western. Western. Well, you see, I'm not across it. So <laughs> I know the Dixie Chicks, Ro. Yeah, okay. They made a feature on ABC Perth this morning. Oh, did they? Yes. Oh. They were our Battle of the Ages. Oh, mm. well, I like them. I uh, like Fleetwood Mac was and the Casey cover version. Chambers, I really like. I've yeah, seen her okay. live. Troy Cassidaly, Dealey, Dave, mm-hmm, Troy Cassidaly. Mm-hmm. Saw him flirting shamelessly with... Um, 
VJ many, many years ago. <laughs> uh, he's a lovely chappy. He is. Poor Troy. He had a concert scheduled for here in Perth. I think it was last weekend and his mum passed away while oh, he was over here. It was awful. Oh. And he had to cancel and go yeah. home. So very sad times for him. But I don't know much about anything else. So, okay. So, um, so I've got the a Mad Bastards album oh, yeah. from the Pigram Brothers and Casey Chambers, who I've listened to, Shane Nicholson, I've never heard of. But anyway. Kenny. Yeah, no, I haven't. Uh, okay. Um, so this is called Sleeping Cold Tonight because my friends from Broome are down. Right. And they are freezing to death. <laughs> so, so this is for you, Suzanne and Digger. <sighs> Oh, there we go. This is Sab's version of country music. I'll um I'll educate her over the coming months between now and Christmas. Good. Will you rise or will you fall? There we go. That's Sab's pick of the week for another week, twenty-four to ten. Um <laughs> Kev from Alexander Heights. Sabrina sounds like a cat caught in a sugar bag. Now I did tell Sabrina um, during while the song was playing because that Casey Chambers is quite polarizing like mm. that, and that's that's the extreme uh, end of uh, the okay. non right. Okay, Casey fans, the, but it doesn't like that sort of sound. Yeah, you're I kind of her, either a fan or you're not a fan. There's not much. I medi- think her voice is amazing. I really like it. Rachel and Frio love mm. the song. Ah. Um, Greg says tell Sab to have a listen to Gillian Welch, gorgeous Americana. Do you know her? Nope. Okay, well, nope, we'll check but I'm her out. probably more of an American country music person than an Australian country music person. Okay. I said that out loud, sorry. Um, <laughs> Sam from Jero. Sabrina, okay this week, just okay. Oh, Sam's back. He didn't like my, he didn't like my hip-hop He's, last week. Oh, oh yeah. He was very not liking the hip-hop. Um, this is more bluegrass than country. Here we go. We've got it the country aficionados coming through. I like bluegrass but dislike country. So right. you've oh, got the okay. tick there. Right. Um, Kaya Sabin Row, great music pick, Sab. Look forward to Row educating you about the country and Western music. Marvellous. From Susie. Um, yep, so keep sending okay. them through your thoughts. Ripper. 0437922720. Um, before we go back to the calls, Dan, we're coming to you. You have been waiting patiently. I just want to get through this email, perthweekends at your.abc.net.au. Get through. Sounds like I'm trying to just tick it off as fast oh, as possible. No. It it's a bit rude. No, we care, don't we, I want Ro? to address this email yes. that... Um, someone has taken the time yes. to send through. Yes. Can you please help Cheryl mm-hmm. out with identifying um, this flower, tree, plant? Yes. Um, they took the photos while they were on holiday in Durban, South Africa. Yeah. And there is a beautiful flower, quite oh, bright stunning. and red and um, very stunning. What do you well, know what it is? Well, this is called the bat wing coral tree and it grows all up around the Kimberley. Beautifully, okay. it's got the most stunning red flowers. Now it's an erythrina, vesta, vesta, vesta something tilio, vesta something tilio, vesper, uh, vesper tilio. So erythrina vesper tilio. Um, now, like like all the erythrinas. It, so most people know the coral tree that grows all around Perth, and they use it in parks and. Um, on roadways and stuff. Now it has, they have like a hollow core on their stems and they have a habit of just dropping enormous limbs, just come off. Like after that storm, probably hardly any coral trees left with branches, I should think. However, the batwing coral tree has a much uh, stronger 
vascular system in the stems. I think it is one of the most beautiful deciduous trees that is very suitable to our climate. Okay. So Erythrina vespertilio or batwing coral tree. See if you can get it. It's a beautiful tree. Okay, beautiful. Um, Monica has sent us a question, but she's referring to a photo that hasn't come through. That's ah. because you've sent a text, Monica, and we can only get photos on the email. So please redirect it to our email address, perthweekends at your.abc.net.au. If you're unsure of the email address, just give Eb a quick call on 1300 720 and she can spell it out nice and slowly and clearly for you. Um we also have some lines open if you want to give us a call like Dan has and have a chat to Sab. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Yeah, good, Dan. Ah, I'm listening to gardening while doing some gardening. Ah, oh, that, what a guy. That has to be a double win-win, Dan. <laughs> hey, um, I've got your favourite topic other than lemon trees. Range of Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> I, got, um, I hardly ever get a phone call about them, Dan. <laughs> um, I, I'm digging one out to yeah. do a bit of paving. I want to transplant it, but I'm not sure. I've got a young baby, so it's kind of a slow-moving project. Yeah. Dig, 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 and then leave. Yeah. Is, is yeah. it going to be okay or do I need to do it in one foul swoop? No, gosh, no. You can do it over a four-week period, Dan, <laughs> in between feeding, changing nappies, all that kind of thing. Oh, great, great, yeah. great. Well, that, that's helpful. Yeah. So any tips? So just dig it out and put it in somewhere just else. dig it out, whack it in somewhere else. Now, I'm going to tell you they're pretty heavy, Dan. Yeah. So okay. you might need a mate that doesn't have a baby that can come around <laughs> at at various points in time to help you lift it because you'll be surprised how weighty they are. Oh, that's good advice. Thanks. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. line that up. Yep. Or your wife, you know, one or oh. the other. But, you know, she's had, she's got baby duties too. So. <laughs> You've got to go um, for family members or friends that don't have babies if you want the work done, I find. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, thanks very much, guys. <laughs> no worries, Good on you, Dan. Dan. Thank you. A quick one from John. Mm. I think we've got bad news for John. Oh. Um, how to remove winter weeds in pavers without resorting to chemicals. <laughs> you burn them, John. You get one of those little flamethrower things and you just burn them. Oh, that's far more exciting than what yeah. I thought you were going to tell him to get down on his <laughs> hands and knees and dig and pick and... And there are there's 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 um, herbicides that are not herbicides that are weed killers, that but no good in the rain. Burning, however, you can do in the rain okay. if you got one of those little flamethrower jobbies. <laughs> there you you go. can buy them. Yeah, and the plumbers use them. Oh, they're great toy. You light your campfire with them, get rid of chili thrip, not a problem. <laughs> Why do I feel like I need a disclaimer or something to hit at this point in time? Um, please only use as described <laughs> under the right training with the right supervision, yeah. mask, gloves, Where's whatever the fun else. In that? Yeah, there's none left no, in the world. Sorry, Sab. That's why we have you on for an that's, hour each that's Saturday. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Mel in Mount Lawley. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, Aunt Mal. What can we do for you? Um, I've just got uh, a patch of asparagus and they've all shot very early. I trimmed them back oh. at the beginning of July and they're yeah. all coming up already. So do wow. I pick them? Do I let them fern? No, let them. I would. I'd pick them. I'd pick them. How old's the asparagus? Oh, 10 years. Oh, no. Pick them, Mal. <laughs> Don't waste a good spear. 
Okay. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Good on you, Mel. Um, a few more texts coming through um, in relation to your song choice. Oh, yes, Kathy yes. and Leonora, good morning, Sabrina and Roe. I love your music pick today. I love most of your music picks, oh. even the opera. Oh, Might be just about nice. time, Sab. Um, hi, morning, ladies. Not really into country music, but picked up while travelling around Europe the band First Aid Kit. Oh. Worth the listen, oh. I think. Cheers from Mick in Lake Clifton. Well, I'll have to give that a bit of a crack. Jackie said it's a great song to sweep the floor to. Yeah, oh, definitely. And William says, Sabrina, try playing some Zadeco. I'm thinking maybe it's sad. I'm sorry. Um, Louisiana style. Okay. Music. So. Well, I'm going to take note of all those and yeah, give them a little listen. Good feedback yeah. and suggestions. And yeah, because I want to increase my... Your music playlist is eclectic. Yeah, it's certainly... No question. <laughs> So I'm sure you can slot some of these suggestions in there. Is there anything I haven't covered covered yet, Ro? Uh, I like bluegrass and I've played folk and I've played opera. And I've played – I'm not a big fan of jazz. All right, we'll skip that. I'm not either. (laughs) But that doesn't mean to say that I don't – if someone can offer me a jazz that's not ding, 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 That's not jazz, you mean? Ding, 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 all that sort of stuff. If they can offer me an alternative to that, that would be great. Well, maybe Ed could just cut that little bit of audio and we could play a few subs pick of the week next week. Let's go down to Australia. Good morning, Nan. Oh, good morning. I thought this was a gardening program, not a musical program. <laughs> Sometimes. Coming. Sometimes. Uh, but I, I have a problem with the frangipani. Mm-hmm. It's very scaly and um, I want to know how I can revive it and or its root system, What? how deep and is its root system. Okay. Um, it is shooting on the top, but okay. it's very, very scaly. Okay. So, Nan, they've hardly got any root system for Japanese. It's very small and it doesn't go very far. So, if you want, if it's, if it's scaly, as in it has scale, then you can, um, all the leaves should be falling off now. If they haven't fallen off, Pull them off. And then no, but they're can, off. They're off. Okay. Yes. So uh, you can prune that frangipani back when it, in, well, you can do it now if you want. At the end of August, you can take 50% off the frangipani. So it's a much thicker, sort of chunkier trunk on it. Would that help? Well, it, it, no, it's about um, four foot up and it's all scaly. And, and as I say, it is uh, shooting at the top. Right. But if I cut it down, uh, would I be able, the other bit I couldn't put in the ground because it's so scaly or... Yeah, it's disease. Yeah, it's... Okay, so you need to spray with um, an oil-based spray. You can't do it, obviously, if it's raining. So spray it once and then I want you to spray it again two weeks later and that will get rid of the scale, the second spray. That's your best bet. Okay, thanks, Nan. Let's go to Kevin, who's in Sorrento. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, ladies. Uh, question for you, Sab. I've mm? got an absolute cracker of a ponytail palm. <laughs> yeah. The front. Yeah. It's about, I don't know, two metres high or so, and the bulb at the bottom of it's, oh, 
probably the best part of a metre in diameter. It's a ripper. Yeah. Um, and it's got this absolute whopper of a blossom on it that's pretty much spent. And I yeah. want to know what to do with that. Cut it off. It's, Cut it yeah, off, Kevin. It's so thick, the stalk is probably 50 mil diameter. So but haven't you got a right. saw? Yeah, 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 I can get to oh. it. No <laughs> Excellent. With the change, if you want. But, um, <laughs> the, yeah, so just chop it off. Yeah, just chop it off. It's it's done its bit. It's had a big flowering stem. Um, that's quite fragrant, the flowers, actually. But now it's just going to produce seeds. It depends if you want to harvest the seeds. But like any flowering plant, it's done its job now. So um, just off with its head. <laughs> Okay, happy days. All happy right. days for you, Kevin. <laughs> Good on you, Kevin. Um, you're a fan of the Foo Fighters? Yeah, I love the Foo Fighters. I forgot about them. Stephen Subiaco says he's listening to the best of Foo Fighters while pruning his bonsai. As oh. good as it gets, he says. Oh, that's so true. Look at all these blokes getting into I know. gardening and listening to music. We've had a lot of the fellas ringing the program this morning, actually, through from... Early. Ah. Um, Graham is in High Wycombe. Yes. Sabrina was right. Oh. <laughs> I don't, probably don't need to say any more than that, do I? <laughs> of course she was. That's why we have her on. We must start planting water-saving plants from up north is uh, Graham's point. Yes. The, this bird beak hakea, rare and endangered, is from a limited area from Kalbarri. Yes. It's about six years old, grown from a tube from Kings Park Gardens. It's about three and a half metres tall. Need any seeds? Pods, I have about a hundred. I had hoped the monster grasshoppers, previously only from north of Geraldton, would prefer it to my lemon tree, but no ah, such luck. Every right. year they strip the tree of much of the leaves. But I think it's just a little bit of a boast of a beautiful tree. Wow, that is amazing. It looks like a cross between a Bottle brush? Hachia buculenta and a Hachia multilineata. Mm. It's magnificent. It's beautiful. The colour. Very, yeah, very vibrant. Stunning. So, um, well, Graham, uh, I'll get your phone number um, and I'll get some seed because I'll distribute it to a grower who would love the seed of that so that we keep it in the system. Oh, nice. Mm. Very good. Thanks for getting in touch, Graham. That email address, if you want to do the same, perthweekends at your.abc.net.au. Back to the phones now. Lynn is down in Bunbury. Good morning. Good morning, ladies. How are you going today? Yeah, Not good, Lynn. Not blown away, I hope. <laughs> no, we're uh, we're um, we're all safe and sound in here. And how's it going? At I believe that um, we've got a call from Bunbury and one from Bustleton. And in between the two of those <laughs> oh, no. is is this is it's a lovely forest that you're all fighting for down there. I believe mm-hmm. so. I believe so too. But Sabrina, my question to you today is: um, I have a small sort of courtyard in my backyard with a kaikiri lawn. Yeah. And it, surrounded on the outside of the of the lawn are some trees, are some big, big ornamental plum tree. Yeah. And a lemon tree. Yeah. Now my kaikiri lawn, we have tried everything. We can't get it to grow. Everyone, all the experts have had a look and said, you have got too much shade in your yard. Right. So as I'm speaking, my husband is out there sharpening <laughs> his sword. Yes. And he to attack the plum tree and the lemon tree, whip the tops off them, right? Make smaller so that we can get more light through. Okay, is it? Can you kill the trees doing that? 
Look, lemon trees you can prune to within an inch of their life so that there's absolutely nothing left apart from four stems and not even a single leaf. If you really hard prune the ornamental plum tree, you're going to wreck the shape of it. Um, But lemon trees you can prune hard. It's not a problem. Then you can reach the fruit. I would, you know, if the kike's not growing, why don't you put in dichondra? Where, where it's too shady for the kike to grow because dichondra will grow there. Okay. And then so don't take more than a third off the plum tree. You can thin out the branches. So take some of the branches off all the way to the trunk and then bring the top down by a third. But don't really hammer it too hard. Good on you, Lynn. Thank you. Andy in City Beach writes, Hi, mm. can I prune a massive sunshine special passion fruit? Very hard. 70% maybe. It's taking over my backyard but provides me and the rats with lots and lots of fruit. Yeah, go hard. 70%. <laughs> nothing like a good prune. <laughs> nothing like a good prune. Uh, let's go to Alan in Bustleton. G'day, Alan. <laughs> good morning. Morning, Alan. Alan. How are you? Ah, bloody marvellous, mate. Oh. Oh, oh, shouldn't swear on air. No, because we it. never do here. <laughs> of course not. And you never drink a red wine. Never. Day, <laughs> never. No. no, I've wanted to catch up with you for years. Oh, okay. <laughs> like a good girl to have a red wine with. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. <laughs> I tried to catch up with you when you were down in Bustleton a couple of times, but it just didn't happen. But anyway. Um, I'm moving from the beautiful southwest to the sand bowl that they call um, Safety Bay. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep. So, so basically, you're going to be gardening in beach sand. So, for you, Alan, you're going to have to look at the Mediterranean fruit trees rather than the cold climate fruit trees. Uh, things like figs and pomegranates, grapes, that sort of thing. And you will have to get in compost, clay, uh, and do a lot of mixing in with it. The sand is a good medium for growing root systems, but not for fruit trees, really. So you're going to have to mix in, just get in bulk loads of compost and then bags of clay. Good on you, Alan. Thanks for giving us a buzz this morning. Uh, seven away from 10, 1300 222 720 if you want to try and sneak a question into Sabrina. We've still got suggestions for oh. music you can expand yes. your interests to. Bob yeah. in Greenwood, try Perth band Psychedelic Porn Crumpets, currently touring in Europe. <laughs> Give them a listen. Well, uh, well, of course, we do have to have – we have to listen – I have to look at the lyrics and see how much swearing. The appropriateness. And, and with a name like psychedelic porn – porn. Porn crumpets. I know. I might have to vet that a little bit before it yeah, – let's, let's be really clear. These suggestions people are giving, they're for you to add them to yes, your playlist yes. and then it's on you yes, to establish right. whether they're ABC appropriate. <laughs> Actually, who am I, why am I putting that responsibility on you, Ebony, know. before any of these songs <laughs> make it to pick of the week? I think I've only slipped up twice and no one's noticed. In oh. 30 years? No, oh, no, a lot more. Than, I mean, in the, <laughs> in the last year. In the last two weeks. <laughs> I remember uh, one that I heard clearly, but none, none of the listeners 
Mine didn't ring in. No, no, not oh. a call. Okay. Marvellous. Uh, Damien and Alan Brook, I use boiling water from the kettle for weeds in between pavers. Yep, yep. No way near as much fun as a, <laughs> a flamethrower. Um, Zadeko, if I'm still saying oh, it yeah, right, Zadeko. try sampling. Oh, gosh. Of course, my text just refreshed as oh. I did that. Um, try sampling Clifton Chenia for starters. Right, okay. We'll write that down even if yeah. I've said it wrong. We've got the yeah. spelling. So, yeah. All right, back to the calls. Peter is in Narragin. Good morning, Peter. Hello, how are you going? Yeah, good, Peter. What can we do for you yeah. this morning? Oh, oh. oh Peter, we're, you're on the road by the sounds of things yeah. and just dipping in and out of range. I'll put you back on hold if you can even just ask Eb the question and Eb can put it up on the screen and we will help you out. Um, we've got, what are we, wow. four minutes four away minute. from, mm. uh, I've got probably some, oh, Sabrina, mm. Brian from Belmont, Darius Rucker, Wagon Wheel, needed to be added to your playlist. Absolutely. Okay. We'll slip that yes. in on the program okay. for sure. Yep. Brian, good suggestion. Um, hi, Sabrina. Can you suggest a fast-growing hardy creeper to grow up between two walls of the house, sort of an alcove, not full sun, but prefer evergreen and white flowers? Oh, <laughs> you could. There's a Wonga vine, which is um, Pandaria. Uh, there's one called Lady Die, but there's one called White Bells that has little white flowers. You could also grow Stephanotis, which has beautiful, highly perfumed white flowers. And you could all – no, you can't grow that. Uh, yes, you can grow the Stephanotis, but the other thing that went in my head, you know. Um, so uh, uh, that would be my pick, uh, the, white, the White Bells, Pandaria, or the Stephanotis with beautiful white flowers. Beautiful. Someone has just let the uncultured bogan Rowanna know that Zydeco oh, is Zydeco. the pronunciation that we're looking oh, right. for. Well, Thank I'm you. as uncultured because I've never even heard of them. Yeah. Um, beautiful text here for you. Hi, Sabrina. My name is Edie Rose and I'm six years old. Oh. Dad's front lawn is full of clover and I hate the look of it. Wow. <laughs> How does he get rid of it? P.S. I love your laugh. That's oh. from Edie in Greenwood. Thank you so much. So, there is a um, there is a, a a herbicide that you can get that just affects clover, but doesn't kill your lawn. So it's a selective herbicide, or you can use sulfate of ammonia, sprinkle it on the clover when it's wet, and it burns it. Okay. Sulfate of ammonia. Um, Peter called, but uh, the phone that was yeah. the one that dropped off. He yeah. has a curly Ben, three metres tall in a pot. Can I put it in the <laughs> ground? And if so, how big will it grow? <laughs> That's so funny because he's just written, I have a curly Ben. <laughs> like people are going, what the hell? <laughs> Have you planted your son or something? Well, that was that was actually my assumption was that he's been a person. <laughs> no, so that's a Benjamina ficus. Ah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, Eb and yeah, I knew yeah, that. Yeah, hey, yeah. Eb. Yeah. Eb was all over it. I could tell. <laughs> yeah, so we were in a hurry pushing towards 10 o'clock. She thought shorthand Sab will know what we're talking about. So I would never put a ficus benjamina in the ground because they end up getting 65 foot high and as wide. Um, so it grows bloody big um, and continues to be curly. I would keep it in a pot, Peter. Do not put it in the ground. Okay. Get a big pot. 
feeling cogent up. Hello, Sabrina. We have a hakia author <coughs> hincher. Yep. Yep. Planted over 30 years ago. It's growing in free-draining loamy gravel, five metres across but only two metres high, coming to the end of its best flowering. There must be hundreds of seed pods. Oh, oh that's wow. a brag from Philip. Yeah. Good job. Good I love you, a gardening Philip. brag. Um, any recommendations for small trees to plant in a small area next to a driveway for shade? That's Christina in Yokine. I would put in the little dwarf sugar gum, which is uh, Eucalyptus cladocalyx nana. Nana means small, almost most nanas Nano. are. Yep. No, nana. Yeah. Um, uh, this is about your song pick oh, from yeah. earlier. Song was a bit like the song in that George Clooney movie, Oh Brother, oh, Where yeah. Art Thou? I love that movie. And they made movie. it a hit record. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what else have we got here? Any more texts that we need? I think we might be just about out of time, in fact. Oh. Sabrina, so you know, oh, I've done, it's been a barrel done of laughs. Yeah, You've been fabulous as always. Well, it's good when we're all together. It is. Mm. Satisfied. So many listeners giving them answers. Thank you. Let's do it all again. Oh, let's do it next week. Next week, shall we? This is an ABC podcast.